a safe space for St. Louis to learn about soccer. This is Soccer 101 with Michelle Smallman and Moon Valjean. Welcome in again to Soccer 101. It's the safe space for St. Louis to talk about soccer. Moon Valjean and Michelle Smallman are your hosts, and we are here with you today. And Moon, it's match day eight. It's time to recount the victory. Five to one St. Louis over FC Cincinnati. And this was a big win for St. Louis coming off two straight losses and a game that they absolutely dominated. And we're going to get over the tactical parts of the game, but you were actually there and I want to hear your firsthand recount of what happened in this game. Not only just the match day experience, but there was a lot of action happening before the game with the weather. So, Moon, please take us through what your game day was like. It was a huge match for St. Louis City SC. It was a huge match for St. Louis. And it was a huge match for me and my son. My son finally got to see City Park and St. Louis City SC, although... It was not at the 7:30 kickoff that it was supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> if you were familiar, you weren't. You were in St. Louis uh, during that weekend, or you were at the match. You know that tornado warnings, tornado watches were all around us. So just to take you through, it was supposed to be gates at six, um, kickoff at 7:30. What ended up happening is we got down there around six o'clock, 6:15, right when the tornado sirens started going, and everything was hey. Lock it down, get the heck off the roads. So my son and I pulled into the foundry garage because we hadn't made it all the way down to city park yet. And uh, we went to the basement of the city city foundry uh, garage. And even in there, the rain was so intense. The wind was so intense that the bottom, the basement was like filling with water. Water was coming down the walls of the parking garage on the lower, oh on the lowest level. Um, and people were just parked in there. Not even, I mean, there were no spots. People were just jamming in there to get out of the weather because it was that serious. Um, I think there was a touchdown or at least a funnel cloud and all that over in the Maplewood area. But it was serious because even all the news were using City Park as a landmark when describing where the storm was going. They were oh, saying wow. it is going right to City Park, right to City Park, right in the seven o'clock uh, time frame. So we were at the foundry. We stayed in there for an hour and a half. My son just like just dealt with it. No cell phone, just hanging out with dad for an hour <laughs> and a half, man. Two hours down there. Quality time. Quality time. It was. It was kind of awesome. But I honestly uh, wasn't expecting this game to to happen because this storm was serious. It was long. It was coming from uh, up from the south. We ended up going in the foundry, getting some food. And then um, after things started to kind of clear, it's still raining, but the, the storm was clearly east of us. Uh, we went down to City Park and we actually had a parking pass. Shout out to Together Credit Union. What's up? Yes. Um, they gave us a parking pass for that, for the parking garage that's right across the east uh, side of, of City Park. So oh, nice. I at least wanted to check that out. Still, assuming this game probably isn't going to happen, I don't know what the protocol is or or if maybe they would play it the following day because FC Cincinnati was, was in town. So we went to the parking garage and Michelle, there were people just partying and i mean they had been there <laughs> they had been there since like 2 or 3 p.m so all the booze was gone you know what i'm saying like there was tailgates there were uh empty coolers empty cans but there was such a cool atmosphere of people families whatever um obviously mostly from st louis but there were cincinnati fans that that were there as well and everybody just having a good time in the lower level of this parking garage so Fast forward a little bit. It is now in the late eight o'clock hour and we're thinking, dude, there's no way anything's happening because the lightning show that the sky was putting on was 
intense and unrelenting. And if I remember correctly, I don't remember exactly what the inclement weather policy is, but if you see lightning in the area, that like pushes back kickoff time for like a half an hour. Mm -hmm. Now, never mind kickoff time and gates. You got to think they have to have time to get out there, warm up players, do all the warm up stuff, which is probably 30, 40, 50 minutes, right? Um, so we're, we're seeing these lightning strikes. We're talking to people that have been sitting there for three or four. And honestly, they were all still in good spirits. Shout out and a testament to soccer fans in general. Um, but they were really confused because the team had just hadn't said anything. Nobody had said anything. There was one tweet that went out that said inclement oh. weather policy will let you know. And that had gone for over an hour with nothing. Oh, wow. So the team was well, getting- shout out to you guys for, for hanging out. I feel like so many people would have just gone home. Yeah. And honestly, I did say at one point the lightning flashed again and it was like 840, maybe 850. And I was like, that's it, Bubba. I think we're out of <laughs> here, brother. And like and and we, I was having a good time with my son. But my son, thank goodness, says, well, let's just wait five minutes and see what happens. Now, meanwhile, there's probably about 100 people, 150 people at every one of the gates, mostly like out of town traveling fans that had no place to go and didn't know what to do. Waiting for an announcement, waiting for something. And about 8.51, we hear inside the stadium an announcement that says, blah, 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 blah. The gates will now open at 9 p.m. for a kickoff at 9.49. And then, boom, the announcement hits the socials. So even though everybody was so upset with the lack of communication and, and you know, just confusion in general, all of a sudden it was like, oh, my gosh, we're going <laughs> to we're going to see this match. It's happening. And it was cheering in the parking garage, cheering across the way. So we ran out in the in the remaining rain and we went to the team store real fast and checked out all the goods, checked out all the local stuff. We went into the uh, uh, the Southwest entrance. And again, shout out to Together Credit Union. We didn't realize that the tickets that they had uh, given us were in the TCU club. And holy wow. smokes, Michelle. Oh, baby, it's finally time to feel like royalty because golly, <laughs> man, the seats were just excellent. The food is freaking great, Michelle. I'd had the food outside, you know, the barbecue and the, and the Steve's hot dogs and like all the incredible local cuisine that we had had. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't had anything just from the, the the TCU suite, which is like, you know, burgers, fries and all that. The And Gerard Kraft in there at halftime actually was the one that handed my son his burger and fries. And those fries, mwah, chef's kiss, wow. chef's kiss. I am a fry connoisseur. These are great fries. So I just I, I just wanted to throw that in there before I forgot it. Um, well, well, by the way, when I did the tour of the stadium, I went to the TCU suites. Uh, is the, are they called suites or whatever? It's the area that they're in. And that is incredible. That little I don't know exactly what it's called, but the cafeteria area that they have is yeah, right. so nice. Yeah, it's just like a little um, like two bar, uh, two mm -hmm. or three bar. Actually, it has two different bars and then two different uh, food sort of stalls um, inside the TCU club. I, I believe it's called the TCU club. The club that's together. Right. Yeah, together credit union. And the seats were incredible. And um, you could tell the players were so happy to be be getting this match on. And the other thing is there was such a torrential downpour. And we know that these fields are, are built to drain things, but we've seen baseball fields fill up with water. We've seen a lot of different fields fill up with water. It was as if nothing happened there. I mean, it was the engineering of this place 
is a marvel and is so impressive. So that was our experience. It was quite the evening. Kickoff did happen right at 949. The anthem was was beautiful. Everything was just like it it was a normal 730 kickoff. Although I would say when when kickoff happened, it was probably 45 to 50 percent full, the stadium itself. But by the end of the second half, it was probably up to 65, 70 percent full. And man, it was loud. It was loud, even though it wasn't full because most of the people had to go home. Um, what an experience. My son freaking loved it. He's not a really animated guy, but he was cheering. He was seeing his dad cheer and yell. Oh. And it was it was the greatest experience. And what a win. Let's get into the match. Okay. I just got goosebumps, though, about your son being so into it. And even though you guys had to wait it out, I feel like that is something that he's going to remember forever. Like I remember going to Cardinals games with my dad and blues games with my dad. Like this is another component of what city is bringing to our community. And it's a chance to build unforgettable memories with your family. So I'm really glad you guys had that. That's really special. Me too. You're right. He's going to remember the match and he's going to remember like the lead up. You probably <laughs> yes. never remember going to Bush stadium, you know, the process of going, but he's going right. to have all those interconnected memories. It was awesome. Well, he'll certainly remember the match because what a victory for City, 5-1 to one over FC Cincinnati. And as I mentioned off the top, Moon, coming off two consecutive losses, we were waiting for City to respond. And I was very impressed with this team and this match for several reasons. First and foremost being what you just described and the incredible delay that they had. You know, athletes get in this certain mindset and they get in this cer certain physical preparation to get ready to play. And when you do all of that and then you're delayed for hours, you have to wonder how sharp teams are going to be when they come out. I don't know how it affected Cincinnati, but it did not seem to affect City at all. No, they came out with such an intensity, um, almost like they had something to prove and they were trying to get the game over faster. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, what was it? Third minute, third minute in, fourth minute in, something like that. We had the most perfect angle from where we were that we got to follow the ball as it curved around that keeper. And, um, you know, right, right. three minutes in for the Stroud goal. Oh, my gosh. It was wonderful. And what a cannon. Yeah, it was it was it was so beautiful. And I'm and I'm teaching my son. My son has played soccer a couple a couple different uh, seasons in different places. And I coached him one year and I was telling him, hey, do you remember? Do you remember that strategy I was telling you about getting into the wings and crossing it in? And I was like, our team does things a little bit different. It's more of a dump and run, a counterattacking sort of thing. Uh, that's a narrow field. But but watch for these guys to push out wide because this particular player is a hustler. And I was talking about Stroud. Mm -hmm. I pointed him out and I said. This is a real hustler, and he's a fun guy to watch in the stadium uh, because you get to watch him off the ball. One of the things he had a little bit of issues with in the beginning of the, the season is he was um, he was so energetic and so passionate that he was uh, diving in a lot on on balls and overcommitting to some balls on the defense. But in this in the in the case of these last couple matches, he's really toned that down and figured out how to use his hustle mindset and his super energetic. Uh, play and still have like really solid composure, which mm -hmm. I think is honestly a statement to be said for the whole team. This this sure. this very abundant energy, go get them, attack them sort of sort of football, but but or soccer, but figuring out how to kind of really like hone it and have composure and not overcommit. So I was talking about Stroud, and I'm not kidding. It was 40 seconds later. This kid put the put the the ball in the net. It was awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, you foreshadowed it. And it was a beautiful goal by Stroud. He had another opportunity not that long after. And your boy Leuven with another goal as well. 
Yeah, Leuven was Leuven was solid. Uh, Leuven was solid. He was he was good on um, uh, picking out some plays. Uh, playmaker. He's definitely a, a, a solid ten where everybody's kind of looking at him uh, to be that uh, that that anchor. He is definitely a crowd favorite. That's for sure. Yes, he is. Um, one thing, Moon, that I noticed in this game is just the way that City was controlling the ball offensively. They were pressing. They were attacking the entire time. I mean, this game could have easily been seven, eight to one, seven, eight to nothing. Yeah, pressing, attacking, and super physical. I'm not sure how it showed on TV, but this was a really physical match where there was a lot of bumping and pushing and moving and uh, and jockeying for for things off of the ball. I don't know how much it showed on 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 TV, on the broadcast with uh, how kind of almost chippy it got. Like they mm-hmm. Cincinnati was upset, and when you're down, you know, three nothing, four nothing, like you you can get upset really quickly. And after a long rain delay. Yeah, and and you our know, guys, they're probably like get us out here. <laughs> it, it's really nice to see our guys being extremely physical. Now when Blom comes back, I'm I'm kind of interested cuz he's a smaller smaller guy, not as a, a physical of a player, but you can tell that these guys are training to be a physical team. Um even the guys that aren't huge, Nico Joachini, like he was really getting into some scrappy kind of stuff with these dudes. And um I really love him. I love him. He's he's got the soccer one on one. What what was the magic you said? Like the the touch? Oh, he gets the bump. The, the, the bump. It was the character and Smallman bump. Now it's the soccer one on one bump. Yeah, he gets another goal in this game. And now that he's our boy, Moon, I watch him with a little bit more intensity. And I love watching this kid play. And I love watching him blossom. It seems like he's taking a. a even just a little more step forward and growing as a player and growing with this team every game. Yeah, definitely. And and they, they were dominating. And I kept telling my son, too, I was like, this is my guy. This is my guy. And instantly, <laughs> instantly, my son was like, I, I love this guy, too. I love this guy. Um, but with the Joe Akinis, with the Strouds, uh, e- even with uh, Hebert and, and a couple of the other guys, you can see that they are training to be a physical presence no matter who they're up against. And in this league, it's not the biggest league on earth, but sometimes you get big, big physical strikers. And FC Cincinnati was the last undefeated team, I believe. They were undefeated. They came in with confidence. They came in with skill. And they came in with size. They have a, an, an attacker that is so skilled and so big. And he was almost put in the ground uh, by our defense and by our midfield. They did not let that size intimidate them, and they got very physical. It was lovely to see. This team reminds me, Moon, in a lot of ways of the 2019 Blues. Yes, the team that won the Stanley Cup. And you're probably thinking, what? Hear me out. That team was very physical. And that's how they would wear down their opponents. Tori Krug, who played for the Bruins at the time, when he came to St. Louis, he said, we hated playing against the Blues because they would just come after us wave after wave after wave. And even though there was certainly star power on that team. There wasn't one star. There wasn't a Sidney Crosby. There there wasn't one major guy that always got fed the puck and that would score. So many different guys could beat you. And when I look at City and the way that they're exerting that physicality, like you mentioned, and the way you have so many different players on this team contributing and so many different guys that can score goals and, and be a weapon for you, that's a dangerous team. And it's no surprise to me that when you have those components, we're seeing the chemistry and the execution that we're seeing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's actually a great comparison. But you can tell they are there. So they'll they are. win. They'll win the MLS Cup <laughs> like the Blues. 
You know what? It's I, I don't want I, I don't know I don't know what the bad juju is as far as saying those types of things. But right now we are top of the supporter shield. We are we are smoking it, man. We are doing so good, uh, beyond anything anybody could have ever predicted or expected. Um, we got That's a great right. we got a great keeper. We got a we got a great group that is really working together and training as a cohesive unit. And that's all you can ask for uh, for for a coach. The only negative I could ever even see coming out of this last match, um, there was there was a um, a hustle issue or two once or twice where you would where I thought that they probably would have subbed those guys out, which they didn't. But I mean, there was really no criticizing our team. The only thing anybody could criticize maybe was there was some interesting and questionable moves from the ref. There was a little bit of um, controlling the game from the whistle uh, in, in, in a kind of weird that. way. Yeah. in in a kind of weird way, but maybe he thought he had to be a little uh, aggressive to kind of settle anything that maybe would have gotten out of hand, because like I said, it did get physical. It get, it did get chippy and it was two and a half hours late. Yes. So maybe he was just a little bit more aware of of controlling the game in that manner. But yeah, things have been really good. They're at the top of the table, as you mentioned, in the Western Conference with 18 points, six and two right now in the season. And one other thing about what we saw on the field moon before we move on to our word of the day is I really love the way that we're seeing the plays develop in some of these goals, whether it was the Hebert header or the goal from, from Nico, our guy, it just seems like so many guys on this team have, have not only spatial awareness, but awareness of where their teammates are moving and going to be. And some of these small passes or beautiful crosses, like the one from Stroud to Hebert, like that we're seeing, it just seems like they're very, they have incredible awareness of what's happening around them all the time. Yeah, not just the awareness, but I think since we have the 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 matches under the belt and now the wins under the belt, everybody's really confident and 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 attacking the goal. Everybody mm-hmm. is confident enough to attack the goal. You know what I mean? Like they're not they're not there's not this nervousness to any sort of play. Not that there really ever has been from this team, but those first couple matches, you know, you can always have a little bit of, uh, you, you know, just um, not not even hesitation, but there's just this 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 kind of tension this nervousness and now everybody everybody's just going for it and uh and and you can see it you can see it every single time one of them scores it's almost like the, it's almost like they expected it you yes. know like like uh, uh, yeah another defender scores yeah yeah because i was here i was ready to attack the goal you, you know what i mean everybody's just ready for it uh and, yeah and but, cool. but not in an overly cocky way no just in a which in is a, great yeah, in a naturally snowballing way, and yes. and that's that's good. It's just snowballed into this confidence. Like, let's attack the goal. Let's let's get more goals. Well, up next for City is Colorado. The game is this Saturday, April twenty second. It's in Colorado at Dick Sporting Goods Park, and it's a free game on Apple TV. So if you don't yet have that MLS season pass on Apple TV, you're in luck because this is a free one for you. So be sure to watch the game. That should be a great one to watch too, because Colorado not super impressive. St. Louis no. top of the West, baby, top of the West. So so hopefully this is just a hammer job, and uh, and we make Colorado go home crying. Um, you know, but I mean, back to their houses crying and, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and we come back with another, uh, another win. It, it, all things, all things point to us. We are certainly favored in that. Um, I would not be surprised if we can do what we did to FC Cincinnati. I would not be surprised for Roman Berkey to get a, to get a clean sheet against the Colorado Rapids. What is a clean sheet? You ask, since it is our Word of the week. It's the word of the week. week. (laughs) A clean sheet. It's simple. (laughs) It's what it sounds like for, for, for 
for uh, for all all intents and purposes, it is a shutout. In soccer, a clean sheet refers to a shutout because the goalie has not allowed a goal in the match. The origin of the term makes sense when you think about it. If a goalie failed to concede a goal, no one would have to write anything on the score sheet. It is a clean sheet. Hopefully, Roman Berkey records another clean sheet in Colorado against the Rapids. Work that into your workplace conversations this week because it is the word of the week. Word of the week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we wrap up, Moon, should we check the emails? Uh, yeah, let's check the emails. While, while you're digging into the emails, um, I just wanted to to say that the uh, latest announcement for City Park, by the way, huge. The CONCACAF oh, yes. Gold Cup is going to be played for the first time in Cincinnati, St. Louis, and San Diego. Uh, 15 sites are going to be used. For, this is a 16-nation tournament played from June 24th to July 16th. It's the Confederation of North and Central American and Caribbean Association Football. That's CONCACAF. So when you hear all these things about the Gold Cup, um, this is not the World Cup, but yes, it is international team. So the U.S. men's national team will be playing in the CONCACAF Gold Cup. With, uh, with the World Cup, you know, that's the whole planet. International teams up against each other in a big tournament. You hear about the Euros, and that is European teams, the international teams in a big tournament. This is basically our version of the Euros. And what do you know? City Park gets a CONCACAF Gold Cup game, which is so friggin' sweet. That is awesome. Thank you for that news update, Moon. And also want to shout out City and City Park for hosting the U.S. Women's National Team last week. Another amazing event for St. Louis and that keeps putting City Park and St. Louis in the conversation as a soccer destination. Yeah, for sure. That was actually the opportunity, the first opportunity my stepdaughter, who is just one of the most excellent young soccer players you will ever meet. She's so talented and she was able to go to City Park uh, and and see that match. And oh my gosh, she just came home raving. She couldn't believe that we had that in St. Louis. And that, and it gave her, as a young soccer player, it gave her a goal. She's like, I, I, I want to play in mm-hmm. this in this stadium like these women in front of me. And uh, and the U.S. got a goal from none other than uh, an incredible athlete that was celebrating her birthday that, that day. So on her birthday, she scored for the U.S. women's national team in City Park right here in St. Louis. So very cool. That's amazing. I remember as a young girl, I played soccer my whole life, Moon, as we've discussed. I got to see the U.S. women's national team play, and it was the 99 team that went on to win the World Cup. And I got to see Mia Hamm and Brandy Chastain. And I think Julie Foudy was still on that team. It was one of the coolest experiences of my entire life. And I love that uh, so many young girls and boys across St. Louis got to witness our awesome women's national team in St. Louis. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, and get this. I signed a petition that said I would not smoke. And I got entered to win a prize. And I won. And they called my name. And I got to go out to the field. Uh, I believe it was at halftime and they gave me a soccer ball, U.S. women's soccer ball that was signed by everybody on the team. And I still have it to this day. It's like one of my prized possessions. And then they went on and they won after that. Holy smokes, man. Yes. It's, it's and I've com- never smoked. To it's all coming day. together from Michelle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> from That's from right. that pledge. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Still a non-smoker, still love soccer. So shout out to women's, <laughs> women's national team. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, well, let's wrap this up, Moon, with an email. And by the way, you can always email us at asksoccer101 at gmail.com. We're here for your questions, your comments, your concerns, your shout outs, whatever you got. Just shoot us a note. We would love to hear from you. So last week, we had answered an email from Joe about certain numbers and why certain players wear certain numbers. We talked about positions correlating with certain numbers, and he just wanted to thank us. Joe said that was so awesome. Great conversation, Moon and Michelle. Very informative, as always. Keep up the good work. And of course, five of five stars. Oh, sweet. Thank you so very much. We appreciate you. If you're listening to this podcast on whatever your favorite podcast app is, it probably has a little rating and review. So go ahead, rate it, review it. That's how other people learn about the pod. That's how other people learn about the sport. And that's all we're here to do is to spread the love of this beautiful game, soccer, and of course, support our St. Louis City SC boys all for City. Well, Moon, next week we'll be talking about City taking on Colorado, the one, three, and four Rapids. Hopefully we're talking about yet another victory. Again, it's on Apple TV. It's free. Be sure to watch the game. But until then, my friend, go! Go!